0: this morning I'll guide you in uh, the five hindrances and know we have uh, experienced them in our day life they are not only coming actually during meditation it's so, so difficult to guide these five hindrances it's easier to guide people through the breath, mindfulness of breathing because the breathing is happening all the time but not all these five hindrances happening in your experience. So if they're not happening, don't force them to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Basically I'm just pointing out something and if you feel as nothing is happening in your experience, just stay with the breath. So the five hindrances are sense desires, ill will, that means your will is ill, <laughs> and then restlessness and worry sloth and torpor, and doubt. This is a big chunk <laughs> of instruction and we will give even a talk about it. Actually these instructions are unfolding. We'll talk about it again and again. So if you miss something, don't worry about it. It, it. Somebody will talk about it more. So now we are going to explore the mysteries of the mind. <laughs> That's what happening. Uh, what's happening to the mind? We have had instruction. There is the body. Now, there is mind, <laughs> and there is my uh, mental objects as is given dhammas. So, I would like to s- you to sit comfortable and feel at ease. Settle back in the present moment. and just check in the body and release, release any tension in the body. It will be very interesting to check in and find out what's the background as you observe uh, the breath or you, you settle back in the body. Is there any ill will or sense desire? Uh, restlessness, and worry or is there any sleepiness and dullness or doubt that's what are we doing here or should I watch my breath at the nostrils or rise and fall the main? so just check in and find out what's happening for you and if there's nothing don't fabricate anything by way of instruction, I will start uh, by sense of desires. It's the desire to have uh, things, uh, even mental states, a certain mental state, maybe concentration. I want to get concentration in this sitting. Even that one is another desire. So the instructions that given by the Buddha are very simple, but very profound. The invitation is to recognize the presence of that particular hindrance, the sense desires, and also recognize its absence when the mind is free from sense desires. And when we compare both situations, when we have sense desires and then when they are absent, we can feel and experience a degree of freedom when the mind is not riddled by sense desires. So this simple recognition, actually, is a middle way between indulging in sense desires and also uh, pushing them away. So it brings us to the direct experience of a mental state, desire. Other than getting caught up with objects of desire, we actually will experience desire in the mind. So you may want to put a simple note, simple mental note, <coughs> desire, 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 and see what happens. Is it rising? Is it changing? Is, in, is it staying the same? How does it affect your body? Is there any tension in the body? The instruction also includes knowing, being mindful of the condition that led to the arising of desire, sense of desires. According to tradition, the Buddha gave animal's attention to the theme of attraction. Whenever we're attracted to something, sense of desires arise. Maybe we want to get to that place of calmness and we are not there yet. And then there's that leaning forward. Instead of settling back in the present moment, we're actually leaning, we're having that kind of neurotic push in the future, try to get something that we don't have. And that brings tension. So can you be aware of the tension in the body also? So again, this is a quiet investigation and uh, knowing whether the sense of desires are rising or is passing away, and how unsatisfactory it is. You can see for yourself every time we struggle to get something also, you might want to be mindful of the impersonality nature of that experience. It just comes due to causes and condition. Sense desires come due to causes and condition. So there's no need to personalize and you say, oh, this is me, a very bad yogi, I'm the one who's always having sense desires. It's just another arising mental state. and the instruction is to let go we don't hold on to the mental state the same s- instructions apply to other hindrances for instance ill will trying to push away things sometime as we meditate some unpleasant experience arises, let's say pain in the body, and we don't like it. We try to push away this pain. Instead of reacting, we can settle back and just be aware, be mindful of ill will. So be mindful when ill has is present, be mindful when ill-will is absent. In Mm -hmm. other words, we make a a, a specific hindrance the object of our meditation. We just mentally note, ill-will, ill-will, and when you note it, what's happening? Is it rising? Is it changing? Is it passing away? We are not making it passing away, actually. It's just, slowly by slowly, as we apply mindfulness and understanding, these mental states disappear on their own. Our job is to have that intentionality, that intention wise intention and also skillful action to be mindful when they arise, be mindful when they're absent. (coughs) Then we use the same quality of investigation is it will arising? <coughs> is it passing away? How unsatisfactory it is. We know for ourselves when you have ill will We don't feel happy. We suffer. So we investigate in terms of its uh, impersonality nature that ill will comes due to causes and conditions. The condition the Buddha gave for the arising of ill will is paying an unwise attention to the theme of irritation. And sending loving kindness metta, is a strong antidote overcoming ill will because then we are paying wise attention. Again, the invitation is to let go of ill will. We don't have to possess it. That's, it's my anger. It's my aversion. It's my ill will. It's another arising mental state. No need to cling on to it. And letting go is not just a concept, it's just a, a, it's a situation that arises through investigation, understanding, mindfulness. So it's, just for, it's not like forcing, let go, let go. No. It's just a, a natural process through mindfulness and understanding. If is applied on a, that mental state, organically it will disappear slowly by slowly. We are not here just to make things disappear or come. Our job is to be aware and the disappearance will arise in due course. So, so the key are we getting wiser when this mental state is present? Maybe it's restlessness and worry. Again, it's the same instructions. Pay attention when restlessness is present. You may want to note it restlessness, restlessness, or worry. How does it affect your body when restlessness arises? Sometimes there's tension, be aware of the tension. How does it affect your mind? What happens to your mind when is free from restlessness and worry? You can see for yourself that degree of freedom Restlessness is due to imbalance of energy, excessive energy. So we want to step down energy. Let's say if you are watching the breath, full breath, maybe we can reduce it to half. Maybe to a quarter. Or just don't watch it, just stay just stay aware of the mind, this is the mind, or this is the body. There is a body, there is a mind, without making any conscious effort. So you relax, so that you cut off the energy, excessive energy, that cannot contain what's happening. Again, we don't hold on or judge ourselves that we are not good meditators, we just let go and see this as a mind state, on something that is going to stay forever, not, the, not something that we are bringing, it's just rising f- due to causes and conditions. Maybe it is uh, sleepiness and dullness, sloth and torpor. The instructions again is the same. Make it as the object of meditation, so just note it sleepiness, sleepiness, dullness. Also be aware when it's absent. It's not one thing altogether throughout your meditation. Sometimes there's moments when you don't have sleepiness. Again, investigate how does sleepiness affect your body? Sometimes it's heaviness of the body, slouching. How does it affect your mind? Sometimes the fogginess of the mind So you might want to sit a little bit straight if you are slouching or open your eyes when you are meditating. And you take a few deep breaths to oxygenate the blood. (coughs) And then investigate what happens to your body. the mind when sloth and top is present. Again, investigate in terms of impermanence nature of that experience. Is it increasing? Is it, impa- is it passing away? Or is it staying the same? Again, we let go. We don't try to own sleepiness, that I'm a a sleepy person. That's how it's going to be the whole retreat. We just see this sleepiness as another rising mental state. And it's very, very important to deal with these hindrances, because they hinder concentration and insight, knowledges. So when you're sleepy, don't confuse it with concentration. There's a whole difference between sleepiness and jhanas. Concentration. What's arising in your experience is doubt. Doubt about the object of meditation, about instructions. most people get worried about what object of meditation will actually lead them to enlightenment. Should I watch the breath here? Should I follow these instructions from Altijaniyara? Should I follow inter- instructions from Goenka? Should I follow these instructions from ABC? So it's really uh, people get preoccupied and they're not doing anything actually. So they don't believe in anything. They don't practice anything, and when they don't practice anything, they don't believe in anything. So it's like a vicious circle. So the instructions is to be mindful when doubt is present, and you may want to make a mental note: doubt, doubt. Doubt can only arise when we actually not in the present moment. When we are lost in the past and future doubting about uncertainties, dubious things, being unable to distinguish between what is skillful and unskillful is a cause of doubt. (coughs) Again, the investigation has come there what's happening to this doubt. Is it rising? Is it passing away? And see how impersonal it is. It's just uh, coming due to cause and condition. And letting go. You have to let go. Doubt is not yours. It's another mental state. Just remember these are contents in the mind, you don't have to take them personally or judging yourself or reacting, instead you can respond with mindfulness, with compassion and understanding and you can recycle these, so to say, these hindrances into wisdom and understanding. Thank you for your practice. Yes, I've given some standard instructions on how to deal with hindrances. Actually, there's more to come. At least if you know the standard way of dealing with hindrances by recycling them and actually gain wisdom, that's a good start there are more active ways of dealing with them actually. And something I need to mention, because some of you have mentioned this during the interviews, sleepiness. If you feel a lot of sleepiness, I think uh, it's that you don't have enough energy, so you need to arouse uh, mental energy. So what I do is to try to have more objects to watch. Instead of watching Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe in, breathe in. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> because the mind gets bored, <laughs> just in and out. So, what I do, I give more homework to my mind. And just this breathing, touching. Then I feel the touch point of the finger, right hand, left hand, right knee, left knee, right ankle, and. Uh, left ankle. Then you give more objects so that the mind has more area to work with. So that will activate the mind. So before I really do uh, like apply active methods like standing up or going for a walk, I really try to explore things that I can do while I'm still on a cushion. Yes, and that can be very helpful. So more of that is coming, so I think that's quite enough for now. So I have some announcements. Uh, first one is uh, today, resets are there to support your practice. right? If you want uh, uh, to improve on your meditation, I think when you meditate, when you don't have a lot of food in your stomach, then you find it, it, you find it easier to concentrate, because the body is not moving, uh, you know, because when you take food, there's a lot of digestion taking place, there's a lot of movements. So again, if you uh, don't want to take this, no problem, but that's my experience at least. When I started taking uh, this precept, I found out it was easier to practice meditation in the evening. And uh, taking a light meal is okay, but if you want to try this and don't just take juice and the what is allowable, there's a you get to know what's allowable and you take the eight presets. But what I know is juice. like also I, I take in evening. I take clear juice. Yes. So. so this is uh, means uh, after noon. When the sun is at zenith, the we we don't eat after that. Of course, now this time uh, daylight time daylight saving, yeah? so there's the difference now. But uh, this is what it means, and also give your uh, digestion a break. Actually, it's very good to give a kind of a, uh, a break, you know. <laughs> so then. it it kind of rests, you know, and that will kind of purify and uh, recharge your body and then you feel good. So that's what uh, I feel about this precept. Now another precept is I undertake the precept to refrain from dancing, singing, music, going to shows, wearing garlands and beautifying myself with perfumes and cosmetics. I think none of those things are here. There's no shows, there's no Mozart here. <laughs> so uh, singing. S- actually, these things are, are very... I can't, when you come here to meditate, if you have to worry where you put your earring and watch and other things, so I think you they'll take you away from the practice. So um, when you want to practice, uh, some of the time this is good to... Really leave those things aside, and then after your practice, you can uh, use them. So dancing, again, um, it's kind of agitates the body. Uh, if you really dance around, and of course, uh, uh, you know yourself what, you, what happen when you dance. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> Mindfulness itself and practice, you really, the body, I mean... the mind really gets a lot of work, and if you really exhaust your body, then you won't have enough energy to practice meditation. Singing and music, actually what we are doing here is chanting. As I told you, chanting is different from singing. Uh, With chanting, uh, we uh, kind of uh, uh, gain uh, wisdom and uh, concentration, and also it's devotional. So it's devotional, concentration, and education. So when we chant, uh, we can concentrate easily. Uh, Dancing, and uh, I mean, going for shows. I I don't think you should worry about this. There's no shows here. (coughs) (laughs) Wearing garlands, I I, I think this is more in India. So a lot of people wearing garlands. And uh, Sri Lanka, but I think in the US I don't p- see people who really put garlands. <laughs> uh, so I think this is a precept again to f- support your practice. Perfumes, well, uh, there are people who have uh, problems here with the even natural oils, really. They have, have environmental sensitivity. So again, this is already discouraged here. So we have the perfume of virtue, actually. We substitute that perfume with virtue. When you keep the eight precepts, even five precepts, you have this wonderful perfume that nobody's going to complain how much you bought it, is it colony, is it what? (laughs) So it's just uh, the perfume from inside. And actually, people worry about this kind of things, uh, about music, uh, that it brings happiness to them. But actually, when you look at music, it just uh, triggers the dopamine and then it activates the uh, part of the brain responsible for happiness. It's the same with mindfulness and meditation. So, the best, I think, music you can have is Dhamma music. In my book, I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, so, we go to the eighth precept Uchasena Mahasena, Padam And I take the precept to refrain from using high and luxurious seats and beds. Again, I think there's no bed that meets this criteria <laughs> <laughs> To my understanding, I've been around. In, in olden time, they used to have chairs with these like lions and these high ones for the king, you know. So if you have those kind of chairs, you you forget your practice, actually. And also beds, if are like are like very high and very comfortable, and this thickness of mattress and very high and very big like this, uh, this room here. Then when the bell rings for meditation, you just keep on roaring. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wake up to meditate, why bother? I can meditate while lying down. That's called lying down meditation. <laughs> I have had that excuse actually. <laughs> well, <laughs> we do sitting, walking, and, <laughs> and standing, so it's better to do lying down meditation. So when the bell rings, duh, just meditate like this. I did it during three months. I remember in 1999. I didn't come for sitting here. I just went cruising, you know. <laughs> so, So anyway, here we go. You actually have these three extra precepts to support your practice. So uh, it's up to you to sign up, and you, you are welcome. If you have any questions, I will give only three minutes uh, about the f- these eight precepts. F- only about eight precepts, because I know it's a, not a practice for everyone. I would like to give more time for people to, uh, to ask questions about these eight precepts. And then also, uh, like I'm going to uh, to post the time when we are going to take all of us the eight precepts during Saturday. Day. Uh, traditionally, uh, in in India, actually, uh, this day was observed by all other uh, religious leaders, and. Uh, That's the time they renew their vows, and then that's when they spend more time practicing meditation. So the Buddha adapted this. He said, hey, this is a really good time to discuss the Dharma, to spend more time practicing. So then the observation is full moon, new moon, uh, half moon, and a quarter moon. So that makes four times a a, a month. But uh, in... uh, some monasteries even our monasteries in West Virginia so we observe full moon and new moon so that means you we can take this all of us actually it's only one day anyway to push an extra envelope so (laughs) every 14 days we are going to all of us to observe opposite precept that eight precepts is that my understanding No. no We talked about oh, that. we haven't talked about it. <laughs> okay, so anyway, we'll take the eight precepts only, not of course other precepts. No, let,
1: let me just say one word, Dante. Yes.
0: I don't know the right person to talk about it. <laughs> <You are. laughs> because I'm a monastic, so I don't think Actually, like Bante Actually,
1: Ban- Ban- is the best person to talk about it <laughs> because he's experienced so fully the benefit of it. Uh, So the idea was just to talk about it and to have it be an option for those of you who would like to undertake it. Some of you may have medical reasons where it's not advisable. You know that you need to take some food in the afternoon. But if, or there may be other reasons. Uh, But if it's something you'd like to explore, this would be a good environment to do it in. So there will be a sign up sheet uh, on the board and you can just make a tick so the kitchen knows how many people are on the eight precepts or not and it's fine if you don't want to take it and it's an opportunity for those of you who would like to explore as Bante said on the full moon and new moon days He will lead us in the refuges and precepts which everybody can take those of you who are staying on the five precepts will take the five Those of you who have been on the eight can take the eight. There may be some of you who would like to experiment with the eight precepts for just that day. So that could be an opportunity to explore it in that way. Um, So is that clear? Uh, And he'll be offering the the precepts formally uh, tomorrow. So today it's just, you might reflect a bit of whether you want to do it, and if so, uh, to sign the notice on
0: the board. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Joseph. <laughs> there was a question. Oh, yes, a question? <coughs> Who is asking? Oh, I, I just wanted to know when. When to take it? There. No, not good. Okay. When it would be offered, but that was answered. Oh, yeah, good, good. Okay. What happens if
1: you take the eight precepts and then break the
0: you
1: want to
0: eat. <laughs> 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 These are called training guidelines. They are not commandments. So what you do, you have to decide to dr- uh, tell the office that I'm not going to take them anymore. That's I'm done. And then uh, if you feel that you want to retake them out of your, uh, when you are inspired, you say, okay, no, I want to try. So you just retake them. Nobody will penalize you or you are not not a good yogi. uh, There's no problem. You just make, okay, is it clear? There's no problem, in other words, if you break them. You just make a commitment to retake them and determine not to do the same thing in the future. Just really keep your commitment. But there's no problem. Okay, last one last question. I misunderstood how often that this opportunity to take the eight precepts might come around. I mean, it's more, more than just this one time. I
1: understood that, but I misunderstood
0: how often, like every, twice every a month. Yes, twice a month. Okay. Mm. All right. So
1: okay, last question.
0: Yes. The beauty of this practice is actually, apart from of course, uh, for, uh, uh, informing the, o- the front office about so that they know what food to put there. The beauty of this practice is that you can experiment for yourself. There's no uh, s- s- like something fixed in, uh, like, uh, in stone, cast in stone. You can actually change anytime. That's the beauty of this practice. It's very free. Free to come, free to go. That's what the Buddha said. This, uh, this dharma is invited to w- want to come and see. So it's an invitation. Don't feel obliged. And don't worry about it if you actually cannot uh, uphold these training guidelines, uh, the eight precepts. You just drop out, but let us know. Just have a formality regarding the food they put out there. All right, so today is the time for interviews again. So it's time. Uh, thank you very much for your uh, practice as you. Know.